0: Aaron, thank you so much for joining me today. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do?
1: Certainly. I'm Aaron Boyson. I'm the CEO of Primary Care Dietitians. I'm a dietitian by background with years of experience both in the NHS and working privately as well. And what we do is we run an organization called Primary Care Dietitians, and our role is to really support PCNs and GP practices in implementing a dietitian service, getting the most out of it and taking off a bit of that burden. So around like roadmap supervision um, and structuring the service and helping them actually get the most out of their service, as well as providing comprehensive data strategy so they can actually see what's happening um, within the service, and we can troubleshoot together, and we can help to preempt problems and overcome them, or solve problems as they come up um, together.
0: And how many primary care networks are you currently working with? So we're working
1: with forty PCNs, and we have fifty-four roles commissioned uh,
0: nationally. It's amazing. So when those networks reached out to you, what were they looking for?
1: So it really depends, in all honesty. So we have various different areas of support. So for a lot of PCNs, they might come with a certain idea. So one of the big drivers is supporting patients with reducing their weight, um, but also supporting patients with type 2 diabetes. And one of the biggest drivers in primary care and, and um, within within COAF is actually helping to conduct those diabetes reviews and also support patients with the necessary tools to help bring their HbA1c down and help support them with um, appropriate blood glucose control. We have had some PCNs also come to us with support for care homes um, because they have various different events unfortunately avoidable deaths that they've sort of reviewed and actually one of the biggest things that comes up is malnutrition and dehydration and in fact from ons statistics that along with bed sores are one of the biggest drivers behind it so actually supporting with the care homes or one of those things or sometimes they want an all-around general dietitian to tap into and and um and support in that regard so there's various different areas and i think that's the the benefit, but also the slight confusion about the dietitian role. It's so flexible. There's so many things you can do that
0: it, yeah. So, where it's really flexible, but what would you? So, you've talked about diabetes management, you've talked about care home support, you've kind of got the all around. What else? You know, like if a clinical director was reading this, watching this, listening to this, like what does a dietitian do? What can a dietitian do in a primary care network?
1: So, I mean, obviously, I mentioned about the dietitian reviews and um, reducing HbA1c and supporting those patients. Also, you've got liaising with the care home MDT, supporting care homes with those nutrition plans as part of the enhanced care home framework. And as the dietitian builds competency and builds ability within primary care, they develop certain advanced skills around the area of gastro. So, for example, one of our lead first contact dietitians actually sees all patients with altered bowel habits. So, again, supporting with the access. That management of patients and actually is able to triage, um, recognize red flags, do clinical examinations, and refer on to specialist support where appropriate. But then also diagnose um, maybe celiac disease and IBS, and then if deemed appropriate, she can then offer first line support as a dietitian, or she can then refer on to a community dietitian colleague.
0: What are the, what are the main kind of barriers do you face in? Trying to help primary care networks understand the value a dietitian can bring to their network? I think probably the biggest
1: barrier is understanding the level of knowledge that dietitians have and the level that dietitians are being recruited at or um, obtained at. And it isn't a newly qualified dietitian, it's an advanced level dietitian. So they are, obviously have advanced skills in sort of ordering bloods, ordering various investigations. And as they learn those skills of clinical examination, they can help support with. Um, undiagnosed conditions as well and I think sometimes people think that dietitians only support with diet and various things like that but actually they can offer quite a holistic service so one of our dietitians is really supporting and liaising with and doing all the diabetes reviews for um with along with his nursing colleagues within the PCN and supporting a lot with that and not just doing the nutrition side and I think sometimes he's doing the foot checks he's doing the um the blood pressure checks he's supporting with management and medications just just how any other review would but then he's able to go deeper into the dietary management and support deeper in that element of the role and the same with care homes and things like that having those advanced um, discussions with patients around what their plans are going forward what their plans are nutrition and food and also other elements of their life and offering that more holistic assessment as well
0: what long-term conditions can a dietitian support?
1: So the different areas that are set out by the um, the HEE framework are diabetes, frailty, which includes care homes, COPD. Um, you've got gastro, particularly around IBS and celiac disease, and also you've got paediatrics, so fussy eating and cow's milk protein allergy. Those are the four areas where dieticians are set to support in primary care. However, as part of their first contact guidance, they can help support with high blood pressure and supporting patients in a more holistic way.
0: Does your team support networks to achieve their QOF indicators?
1: Yes, that is one of our, our, our big drivers actually. And um, because we know a lot of the QOF indicators are for the management of long-term conditions and one of the large areas of quaff is around diabetes in fact we gathered a bit more granular data on our service from one of our pcn's which showed outstanding achievement so it showed sort of 98.1 percent um, of reviews containing hba1c all of them above sort of around the 95 mark and then for treatment targets we sort of compared against an ics av- uh, ics average And it showed higher treatment targets for both HbA1c, blood pressure and cholesterol within that that PCM.
0: What are your top tips to help embed a dietitian into the primary care network?
1: I think one of the really important things to understand is dietitians... They may have previously done clinics for a community department within a GP practice. However, their understanding of primary care is not always as good as it could be. So I think helping them to be embedded into the practice, initially shadowing different members of the team and not just your GPs, AMPs, but actually other members of ours roles, pharmacists, physios. Um, social prescribers, care navigators sitting at the reception desk and understanding what the receptionists do and how they can help coordinate and navigate patients to them and how they can support with access and capacity. I think it's a really important part of integrating a dietitian within the PCN. Um, I think also what we do quite well at primary care dietitians is we help the dietitian understand the purpose of the role. The purpose of the role is to support the, GP, the GPs and reduce GP workload within primary care. So I think that driver there helps them to have that as a main focus. And whether that be they support with QUOF indicators, they support the care home management team, they support with gastro patients, whatever it is, that's their driver behind what their service does. And I think really spelling that out, um, I think can be really important within the role.
0: Can you share what lessons have you learned or your team learned to date in working with primary care networks?
1: One of the things that is I think really important is understanding that how busy everyone is, how many things they're doing and actually as a service provider monitoring the outcomes proactively and trying to solve problems is is probably one of the best things that we've learned and actually getting on top of those problems early and helping to support the dietitian in troubleshooting them is something that I think is been really, really valuable within primary care because sometimes various different people within um, the PCN they've got so many other things going on, and actually making sure they're getting the most out of the dietitian service is is crucial. And we want to be able to tackle that problem before it becomes a bigger problem than it needs to be. Yeah. That's one thing that I've learned: just making sure we keep an eye on our services and make sure we keep an eye on the data that's coming out of them, and making sure they're all performing at the expected standard.
0: So on that and we work with providers what works really well is they send through like a monthly activity report uh-huh. it's, sometimes if you can't if you especially if your team is virtual sometimes you know out of sight means out of mind and people don't they don't get it they don't think oh I can't see them they're not doing anything so having a even if they are in practice having a monthly this is what we did and this is how we've built upon it so that kind of utilize like is the service being utilized what are the patients saying and how many appointments and what what are the current themes that has been really helpful and then I would say in our experience if the service is I don't know, it's not not great but if there are teething problems I would say or initially when the service being mobilized you might have a monthly touch point and then as things start to smooth out just sending an email with the monthly utilization pod, and then just inviting if you've got any questions or any concerns message me but then having a quarterly contract review just to make sure because sometimes no news is good news but sometimes in primary care networks no news is like I'm not happy but they don't have the courage or- they won't tell you yeah. that they're not happy
1: what do you do so we have those monthly reviews so i think initially we do check in a lot more often with um with uh, the pcm managers sometimes that that's an element of actually mobilizing the service and supporting yeah. them within those first couple of weeks as we all know getting someone integrated within a team the first month is probably the the part where most of the work happens i would say and then we do have data reporting tool um, that's independent of the GP system, which helps to report around what are what kind of patients are the diet what is the dietitian seeing what's happening to those patients, and also what's the feedback from the patients? Are the patients appreciating the service? They're finding it useful. What are they actually um, finding useful about the service? And then also looking at ways we can increase capacity if capacity is maxed out and actually then increasing capacity and thinking about different options such as group sessions and various other things like that we found quite useful.
0: Are you saving general practice appointments or are you creating them?
1: I mean you could argue that a recent um, news article came out from Pulse PCN to say that a lot of patients with diabetes didn't get their annual reviews. Um and you could say by actually getting, doing all those annual reviews, supporting those patients, we are generating more appointments. But actually by doing that, we're helping to improve patient care and also helping the practicing achieve their QOF targets. Yeah. I mean, supporting care homes. Again, it's implementing structures inside the care homes that actually will prevent avoidable deaths. And the care home that'll take that obviously takes a lot of burden away from the usually GP care home leads. Um and again, and, and supporting in that context. And again, as the dietitian builds competencies, they're taking away pressure by seeing those patients with maybe altered bowel habits or um, those individuals who are um, struggling with gastro complaints.
0: How fast? So you mentioned like the first month but if, say, a primary care network said to you, we want a dietitian tomorrow how quickly can you mobilise? Do you have a team of dietitians ready and waiting or do you then have to go out and recruit them?
1: So because dietitians can support with loads of different elements, what we have found is the best way to get the right dietitian for the PCN is actually to almost bespokely recruit, whereas other areas might find it easier. For example, they might have a specific area they focus on, such as physios with MSK. Dietitians cover four areas and depending on what the PCN's priorities are, we bespokely recruit for them, and our mobilisation time we aim for around sixteen weeks, which um, we try to obviously get as fast as possible. But a lot of the notice periods of dietitians at that advanced level that we are recruiting is around twelve weeks. So again, and around ninety percent, I think the figures were—I don't have off the top of my head—but around ninety percent, give or take, we actually meet that target. I think the challenges are they're sometimes hard to recruit areas, and I think with most healthcare professionals, recruitment is a challenge. Um, but we do have a talent pool and we do have access to that talent pool. But again, they're not currently employed by us and we can move them across. We bespokely recruit for the
0: PCM. So can you share like, for those people that may not know, like you've got a huge talent pool and you guys do loads around the educational sector. Like, where do you, what do you do to foster that community of dietitians? So, when you're ready to recruit, you've got that pool. Like, what do you, what does primary care dietitians, what do you guys do behind the scenes?
1: So, we're sending re- free pre-updates around what we're doing. We have various different events that we run to help sort of spur engagement and things around the primary care sector. give you a little bit of a sneak peek maybe when this comes out it will be more national news we're having a, a large event around october which is um really focused on the primary care role um and it's for primary care dietitians so sort of fostering that community um around primary care dietitians and things like that we try to run events and things like that and keep them informed and in, in various different communication strategies and also calling them when a role becomes available in their area and talking to them talking to them about what they want in a role because there are dietitians who are interested in these roles but they're not always in the locations where the where the pcns are so it's just making sure we still foster those relationships yeah and
0: do your team work virtually or in person
1: so our standard service is a um, an in practice model so as part of the part of the pcn team and to be honest, I think we all know estates is a struggle, um, so we can be flexible. But I think there's something, there's an added value of having the person in practice where possible to build rapport with the team, build relationships to the team. So the dietitian will be a, um, fully in practice. But we have where needed with the PCN and estates and things like that. We have been flexible where needs happen.
0: If a primary care network manager or a clinical director was to Come across this. If they were only to remember one thing, what one thing would you want them to take away? I think
1: the one thing I'd want them to take away is the holistic care that dietitians can add. So around knowledge around medications, knowledge around biochemistry results, knowledge about all those things, I think is something that I really want to um, get across. And actually, particularly around the management of things like diabetes, but also gastro conditions, a dietitian could almost be your expert within the PCN in that area because it's quite complex different pathways particularly around gastro and I think even myself within a um, a community gastro service supporting patients I often had to send them back to the GP because certain tests hadn't been done and I think having a dietitian within primary care to be able to support with those tests and those physical examinations once those competencies have been completed I would reaffirm is really valuable
0: thank you so much if people want to get in touch with you where is the best place
1: so you could either go through primary care dietitians or just send me an email aaron.boyson1 at nhs.net or send me an email through our social channels whatever whatever someone would prefer i'm usually um pretty fast to respond and keep track of them all really a notification always pops up for however someone wants to communicate with me
0: okay we'll leave all of those links thank you so much